I'm sick of the news. Aren't you sick of it? The same old rubbish every single day. Guerrilla attacks in Warnable. Filipino spaceships exploding off the shoulder of Orion. Andrew Peacock's face tatted. It's just boring and depressing. I thought that the local rag could provide me with some news, but it's even more horrifying, boring and depressing. Old people making cups of tea. The Lions Club standing around staring at blank wallpaper. It's so boring I'd rather shoot myself in the ass with a flamethrower. In the seaworld of unemployment that citizens of the nocturnal village swim in, there's always news. So one day a deadbeat tribal council held in the backyard slash secret forest slash oil can desert, we decided to start broadcasting our own news. Telling it in our style. High on air regard, the ideas flowed like rapid diarrhea. We would put together our news broadcast in the process of destroying the commercial news channels and finally giving those nerds at Channel 2 what they'd been deserving since they put Bob Beatty Hot Rod through its own personal Hiroshima. Yeah, we slugs of suburban sloths would produce our own outstanding news broadcast fronted by yours truly the great white hulk labrador of newsroom respectability it would be the biggest news story since david mabel were kidnapped from saba or since franco cozzo was uh won the lottery and discovered his winning ticket in mire at doncaster and then he threw it up and rumour has it that it landed down deep into the ground, into a crack on the floor, and he was uh, upset by it. And uh, he was really pissed off. And he threw an ice cream, he had an ice cream, and chucked it in a woman's face who was working there. <laughs> no, it didn't really. I just love making up cool jokes sometimes. Uh, so we had one massive problem beside our incredible apathy, apathy. We had no broadcast facilities. So after five hours of planning armed raids upon some Channel 10 in Nunawadding's facilities, we settled for a cheaper and possibly more effective solution. Saltman's magnificent lungs. That's right. If you're going to make a difference in this world, it's going to cost. And boy did it hurt hauling ourselves out of bed at 3pm in the afternoon. Dragging a desk we found on hard rubbish and placing it just behind the blue stones where we were ready to broadcast. With the day's news before me, I sat down and prepared to broadcast my first bulletin. This would be no electronic charade. My broadcast would be only limited by the booming range of my own voice. As stunned bogans, startled shoppers turned around, I yelled at the top of my voice, Welcome to the Nocturnal Village! In today's headline story, Bob Bailey after six years is as vapid. It's free of headlights! In other news, it wasn't Pigger got a, their face punched. Punched right in. And Mr. Harkness is physically assassinated for his regime of lies. 
The inventor works hard on the metallic buttock after his own backside is ripped apart by a pizza-infused methane death blow. Read all about it. As the crowd began to mill around and stare, I began to understand what it is to be a television man. I was becoming celebrity within nanoseconds. The crowd's mouths dropped open as I screamed through the most important stories, breaking in the box-sealed, drug-infested, unemployment land of Narnia. Within minutes, I was obviously gaining the attention of local newsmen and, and White Horse FM DJ Frank the Cravat. He was speaking to some other mutant idiot in a suit and nodding in obvious agreement at my undeniable talents. I could hear them saying that if, hey, in low voices, conspiratorial whispers, hey, if this guy can produce such a top-notch news broadcast with the power of that voice, what will happen when we hook him up to the electronic communication? Well, everybody just imagined it in their head. Tears streamed down my cheeks as I looked out across the crowd, seeing old ladies, bogans, middlemen, whisperers, bookies and the war criminals sitting down united in admiration for yours truly, the good old salt man, the Wembley Park turf ripper. The man who can stand right up to any old authority and just get the right message out there to everybody. After years of rejection, after being crushed by the oppressive 90s and 80s, after being told by every man in authority that I was the sole cause of the recession, the great white Labrador was finally loved by the masses, by and it was on for young and all. The ordinary working class people of Box Hill had finally woken up. They were the ordinary working class heroes of Box Hill. Real heroes. Just real legends of, you know, people to be remembered. People who woke up and got in their cars and went to their jobs and worked and came home oh what a what a story what a tale to tell they're the heroes not the not the people you see in the greek legends then in an instant my dreams went up in smoke poof in the crowd i spotted him the stupid large red glasses the horrifying tight curly hair the stupid bow tie it was ollie martin scumbag of advertising Producer of Houseboat of Horror. Decades of Martin hatred exploded within me. I waddled into the crowd, knocking over my news desk. My right knee knocking out an 87-year-old woman out cold. She fell down, toppling over a shopping cart and almost landed on a small dog. And there was a child who witnessed that and never forgot that for the rest of their days and never felt safe in public again and stayed indoors, just eating and watching TV, listening to the radio, reading books, novels, doing crosswords and Sudoku, jigsaw puzzles, playing chess online, uh, entering competitions, three to four a day, radio competitions, magazines, having the occasional win, uh, 
night in the Hilton here and there. Uh, facial, facials, free facials, um, gardening products. I didn't care. Because this guy, Ollie Martin, what a pig. What a dog Rotarian. What a, what a sight crusher he was. What a news desk bow tie envying fool. What a leash bag. A real avalanche, avalanche dodger. And my hands became fields with his glass shards from his stupid frames. I threw his body like a fleshy mannequin under the windows of the crepe shop, crepe maison, behind the bluestones. An old woman next to me screamed, You killed him! You killed him! And I, like that sexy Soviet hunk in Rocky Three, said coldly, If he dies, he dies. At that moment, it dawned on me that the great purpose of my life was not to report on the underground unemployment world news, it was to make the news. I was the news maker. I held in my hand Ollie Martin's bloodied tie bow tie, stood on Fuzzburn's shoulders and roared across the crowd. I am the news maker. Now go and do something useful, you pack of culture vultures. I can't provide for all of you, and I can't carry seven billion. Be peaceful and do right and just take it easy. Take it easy.